At 2023 Big Ten Media Days, both Penn State head coach James Franklin and Illinois head coach Brett Bielema expressed confidence in their team's ability to achieve at a high level in the 2023 season. Well, so far, we still know very little about both football programs, but what we do know is that Penn State is 2-0, they have dominated every game they have played in, and they have potentially their best quarterback in the James Franklin era, and certainly a better quarterback than Sean Clifford in young Drew Aller. Aller being a five-star out of high school, drawing Josh Allen comparisons, though so far he hasn't had nearly the turnover problem that Josh Allen has. Aller has four touchdown passes, no interceptions, and he is top 10 in quarterback efficiency, according to ESPN. Catron Allen and Nicholas Singleton are averaging over four yards per carry and have a combined five rushing touchdowns. And Theo Johnson at tight end, Tyler Warren and Keandre Lambert-Smith are balling out in the receiving end. And of course, Penn State's defense has been feasting. The Nittany Lions so far have seven sacks on the year. I say all these statistics and spit out this information quickly at you. We're going to come back to it in more detail throughout the video, just to give you a perspective that Penn State is dominating. They're only 2-0. They've only played in two games. I know, but they handily beat West Virginia about the same as I expected the score to be. My prediction was 38-10. The final score was 38-15. They handled Delaware, and now they take the road for the first time in this season to take on Brett Bielema in the Illinois Fighting Illini. Brett Bielema beat James Franklin in Beaver Stadium back in 2021 in the famous nine-overtime loss the week before the Ohio State game. It was a crazy game, a total of nine overtimes, Illinois 20, Penn State 18. That was a crazy game where Illinois rushed for over 300 yards. Penn State took a 10-0 lead, and then... After early in the second quarter, Illinois chipped away at that lead and came out with a win. So revenge is on Penn State's mind, and if you're Illinois' staff, if you're Brett Bielema, or if you are an Illinois player who was on that 2021 football team, you have to have some confidence and think that we've beaten James Franklin and Penn State before at their place. Now they have to come to Champaign, and they have to face us after... In all likelihood, I think the Fighting Illini have been preparing for this game since week one. I think that this game, or the game at home against Wisconsin, is likely going to be Brett Bielema's equivalent of the Super Bowl. Penn State's schedule this year is pretty easy. They don't face Michigan or Ohio State, and Penn State and Wisconsin, who in the preseason I thought were the two best teams on their schedule, they get at home. However... None of that's a guarantee for Illinois to win or even come close to competing with Penn State, as both of these teams are seemingly going in opposite directions of each other. As I mentioned before, Penn State is having tons of success. Meanwhile, Illinois last week totally failed on the road against Kansas, and they nearly blew what many would have picked to be a gimme win against Toledo Saturday, September 2nd. Toledo is a good Mac school, they have a great quarterback, and they have a good group of five head coach in Jason Candle. I thought in the preseason that Illinois would win 
probably by double digits, but it wouldn't be a 30 or 20 point win, more of a 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 point win. Well, Illinois had to have a late field goal to win by two, score of 30 to 28. And Friday, September 8th, to kind of tease week two, Illinois took the road to face Kansas in Lawrence at Kansas in David Booth Kansas Memorial Stadium. And Kansas just blanked him. Jalen Daniels, Devin Neal, Lawrence Arnold shellacked Illinois' defense. That defense allowed 34 points in three quarters before Kansas, in my opinion, foolishly took their foot off the gas. But Kansas, I think they have a legit defense this year. It's not a great or even good defense, but it's a defense that can get stops when it's needed, and they can rush the passer. And certainly they're improved from the past two seasons of Lance Leipold being at Kansas. Jalen Daniels is a great quarterback, and Devin Neal, um, Highshaw, um, McDuffie, Daniels, again, quarterback, but he's also a runner. These players who can run the football and then Daniels who can pass, along with Luke Grimm, Lawrence Arnold, they're fast. Kansas was fast. Illinois, you saw the physicality. They could hold their own on the interior of the trenches, but when Kansas ran to the outside or they were got creative and ran trick plays, like the play where Jalen Daniels and Jason Bean were both on the field ready to take the snap, Kansas was able to confuse Illinois' defense, spread them out, and just gash them for huge gains, also get consistent drives going. It was not a good game for Illinois at all. And I wanted to talk about that game and give a very brief reaction because it's a huge win for Kansas, of course. However, for Illinois to get blanked like that on the road, you return home. Penn State, in my mind, is a much better team than Kansas is. I think we can all agree on that. And the Nittany Lions, to their credit, look better. At worst, they're the same as I predicted them to be in the preseason. I think they look slightly better or perhaps significantly better than I thought they were going to be in the preseason. I predicted this team to go 9-3, and 6-3 and three in conference, losing to Ohio State, Michigan, and being upset by Michigan State at the end of the year. I would still favor Michigan and Ohio State over this Penn State team. I think they're still better than the Nittany Lions. But Penn State is certainly gaining ground, at least on Ohio State. And I don't think currently, with how good Penn State's quarterback play has been, that Michigan State or most teams outside of the big two on their schedule would be able to beat this Nittany Lion team. After all, Penn State beat everyone last year and covered the spread against those teams except for Ohio State and Michigan. And this is a game where James Franklin, one of the good things that he's done with Penn State is he's had success on the road against these Big Ten West schools that are tough. He's gone on the road and beaten Iowa several times in 2017 and 2019. Penn State's also hosting Iowa after this game, which makes this matchup on the road at Champaign potentially a trap game. So there's many factors that go into this game that are useful to talk about. We'll dive more into statistics and the full analysis part as we progress throughout this video. But before we go any further, whether you're a Penn State fan, an Illinois fan, a Michigan or Ohio State fan, a Big Ten fan, 
or a college football fan in general, you will love this community. So I encourage you to subscribe, click the notification bell right by the subscribe button, like this video so we can get this channel and this content into the algorithm, and comment your own prediction and thoughts on this matchup down below. I did this for the Ohio State-Western Kentucky preview, although I talked about it in terms of Ohio State taking the road against Notre Dame. On a scale of 1 to 10, if you were an Ohio State fan, how worried are you about Notre Dame? That was the question. For this game, I'm going to ask you if you're a Penn State fan or an Illinois fan, on a scale of 1 to 10, how worried are you about this matchup? How concerned? From my own perspective, if I were a Penn State fan, I would say under a 5. If I'm an Illinois fan, I would say, I don't know if I'd say a 10, but I'd probably lean a 5 or over a 5. Penn State right now, again, is 2-0. and Illinois is 1-1. The Nittany Lions are a heavy favorite for this being a Big Ten road game. And I say heavy favorite because this isn't Ohio State, Indiana, where preseason most people are thinking that they're going to beat Illinois, or Indiana rather, by at least 21, 28, at most 42, 49, 56 points. And Ohio State preseason likely would have been picked to do something similar to Illinois. But Penn State from a preseason reputation, also from a betting standpoint, a favorite standpoint, especially when you do have a bigger game the week after this one, for them to be a 14.5-point favorite, I think is pretty significant. And it's telling that they're this large of a favorite, in my mind. And Illinois, we know, has struggled on defense and on offense. Their offensive line has not looked good. Altmeyer's been sacked eight times. They've been able to run the football, and they've also been able to pass and get the ball to whether it's Isaiah Washington or, or Casey Washington. Isaiah Williams is who I meant to say, my bad. Whether they've been able to get the ball to those receivers or run it with Reggie Love the Third, they haven't been able to do it consistently. And Henry Boyer, Tip Riemann, they've been good at tight end. Defensive line, Jerzon Newton, Keith Randolph, Denzel Daxton, Tara Edwards, Bryce Barnes. They have a good defensive line, but we have seen in these first two games there are holes at linebacker, especially the secondary. And I think that Brett Bielema, for sure, would love to have Ryan Walters back as defensive coordinator. This defense is not the same as last year. I thought they'd take a step back, but I think I overestimated the coaching staff as a whole, and also overestimated how quickly the staff and Bielema and the roster would be able to plug and play and replace Sidney Brown and Devin Witherspoon and the other elite secondary players that Illinois fielded last season. Kansas tore them up through the air on the ground, and Penn State is a team that while they haven't had too many explosive plays— outside of Keandre Lambert-Smith's 72-yard reception against West Virginia, they have been consistent. Catron Allen has been a bruising running back who's been very efficient. Nicholas Singleton is the running back who Mike Yersich and James Franklin prefer to be used in the red zone. That's clear by the fact that he has four rushing touchdowns currently, as opposed to Catron Allen's one. Aller has been accurate. He's poised. He has more upside to him than he's presenting right now, which sounds crazy, 
but it's true. And from a power rating standpoint, Penn State is a massive favorite over Illinois, rightfully so, based off of what I just described, the roster situation and the game results have been. Penn State's seventh. In fact, they just passed Michigan, which I personally would have questions about, but hey, it's a computer algorithm. And based off of what the computer algorithm saw, likely the fact that Penn State's averaging over 50 points per game right now, I think that they're impressed with how the Nittany Lions have been doing offensively and defensively as well with the seven sacks and several more quarterback pressures. The Nittany Lions are given nearly a 90% chance to win, specifically an 86.5% chance to win, according to ESPN's Football Power Index. And according to ESPN's FPI, on a neutral field, Penn State would beat Illinois by around 19 points. Penn State is 21.8 points better than an average college football team, and Illinois is three points better than an average college football team. So 18.8 points is the differential between the Nittany Lions and the Fighting Illini in favor of James Franklin's squad, obviously. And home field advantage for Illinois would give them about three extra points. So even looking at power rankings and what ESPN's FPI thinks, most power indexes would probably pick the Nittany Lions to win by more than the experts are advertising at 14.5. Also, there are a significant amount of bets and a significant amount of fans who are just straight up picking Penn State to not only win, obviously, but cover and cover handsomely. I saw earlier today on my community poll some people who are suggesting that Penn State will win by 30 points. And at the time that I viewed the poll, I don't know what it is now, 90% of my voters were picking Penn State to win. And looking at position advantages, it's understandable. Penn State has the better staff. They have superior players and I'd argue superior coaching on every part, every inch, every centimeter of the offense. Drew Aller, you cannot dispute this is a better quarterback than Luke Altmeyer. In the running back room, I like Illinois' running back room. I think that Reggie Love the third and Josh McCray are underrated. But Nicholas Singleton and Catron Allen, they haven't been blowing up opposing defenses the way that I might have expected them to right out of the gate. It's been a similar story for Ohio State and Michigan, who along with Penn State, I think, have the top three running back rooms in the nation. But with how good these running backs are, A, I'm giving them benefit of the doubt, and B, I think you can say for Michigan, I think you can say for Penn State and Ohio State, there are some issues for the run games, but more often than not, the rushing attacks of all three of those schools, I think the faults there are symptoms of those teams being bored and learning how to, in the case of Ohio State, adapt to a new, semi-newish coordinator. Of course, Ryan Day is still calling the plays. And also some new pieces at center and tackle. Penn State has a new center. Penn State's offensive line is not a strength of theirs. I think it's stronger than Illinois, which I wouldn't have picked in the preseason. But Michigan's, in my opinion, Wisconsin's, 
for sure Minnesota's. There are many programs in the Big Ten who have an argument to have a superior offensive line, especially on the interior, compared to the Nittany Lions, who at times struggled with pass protection against West Virginia, and also at times struggled running the football against West Virginia and against Delaware. Penn State had to go for it multiple times on fourth down and also had to engage multiple times in third and short against these two teams, which isn't bad, but their running attack hasn't been very explosive yet. However, against an Illinois defense who has on average been giving up over 200 yards per game, and we'll get into this in a few seconds for my players to look out for, this running back room for Penn State could explode on Illinois and get multiple gashing 20-plus yard runs with how this Illinois defense has been functioning. At wide receiver, this one is close, but at the end of the day, Keandre Lambert-Smith is looking great right now. Harrison Wallace III is too, and Liam Clifford, Omari Evans, Malik McLean, and Caden Saunders are talented. Illinois does have Casey Washington, Pat Bryant, and Isaiah Williams. They are, in my mind, more experienced than Penn State, but I think that Penn State's wide receivers have a higher upside, especially given Keandre Lambert-Smith. But wide receiver is very close in my mind. It's probably the closest 50-50 position group battle between these two schools. The other, the other closest one in my mind would probably be offensive line, but Penn State has looked so much better in protecting Drew Aller than Illinois has when protecting Luke Altmeyer. Head coach is another position where I think some, th- this might sound insane to some of you, but I, I like James Franklin's recruiting. I do not like his game management. I think Brett Bielema is definitely a better manager of the game. But even if you want to attack it from that angle, Manny Diaz is DC, and then as offensive coordinator, Mike Yersich, and then, of course, Penn State has guys like Terry Smith, Phil Trotween, who, in Trotween's case, elite recruiter, in Smith's case, elite developer and recruiter. The staff, massive advantage to Penn State, even at staff, for sure quarterback, running back, linebacker, tight end, Theo Johnson and Tyler Warren are a superior group to Tip Ryman and Henry Boyer. Defensive back, that's another area where Penn State has a massive lead. Kalen King, Jalen Reed, Johnny Dixon, Kevin Winston Jr., Daquan Hardy, Keaton Ellis, Zaki Wheatley, one of the deepest defensive back rooms in college football. They returned the majority of their experience and playmakers and production at secondary from last season, Illinois, meanwhile, lost the majority of theirs. The places where Illinois has a distinct advantage in my mind is defensive line. I think that Penn State has the better pass rushers, or at least deeper pass rush group with Chop Robinson, Adisa Isaac, Amir Vanover, and Danny Dennis Sutton. However, the interior presence on that defensive line is something that concerns me. I think that Hakeem Biaman, Zane Durant, Devon Ellis, Jordan Vandenberg, I don't know what's going on with Penn State's defensive tackles, and I've noticed something similar with the interior of Penn State's offensive line. With J.B. Nelson, Hunter Norzad, Sal Warmly, the 
current starting interior three for the O-line. Interior trench play has been a problem for Penn State in these first two games, and Illinois might have the best interior player in the entire nation in Jerzon Newton, who's currently at defensive end, but he can also work as an interior lineman. Keith Randolph Jr. is also an all-Big Ten caliber player, and Tayra Edwards, Denzel Daxton, Bryce Barnes, Sed McConnell. These are players that don't get as much attention, but especially in the case of Denzel Daxton, they are solid defensive linemen. Illinois is not fast at defensive line. They're not quick, but they're big. They're physical. They will push and shove you around if you're not careful and if you don't take them seriously and if you don't have good technique and fundamentals. And interior O-line and D-line has been shaky looking at Penn State. It's the reason they gave up outside of Manny Diaz having a total Don Brown moment with his blitz packages, why that 66-yard run by Delaware was committed in the first half. Over-pursuit, the interior D-line couldn't do anything at that moment against Delaware's O-line, and zoom, the running back goes for a big gain. Similar story against West Virginia, C.J. Donaldson, part of it was because of his power, and West Virginia has one of the better interior O-lines in the Big 12, probably a top 25 interior O-line in college football, they were able to push Penn State's interior D-line around. Tackle and defensive end were a total mismatch in favor of Penn State, but Chop Robinson and Adisa Isaac shouldn't be your primary interior run stoppers, and they were against West Virginia. It should be your defensive tackles. That's the lone critique I have for Penn State, is interior trench play, Quarterback has been great. Defensive back and really defense in general, especially pass defense, has been great. Illinois also has the edge at special teams, though Penn State did start a new kicker, and their new kicker against West Virginia looks better, that being Alex Falcons. He's also taken over extra point duties where he's 11 of 11, had a field goal with a long of 25, but Special teams is a slight concern for the Nittany Lions as well, but Penn State and James Franklin by far have the better team right now in comparison to Brett Bielema in Illinois. Some players to look out for, Nicholas Singleton for Penn State and Jerzon Newton for Illinois. Singleton has four rushing touchdowns, yet he's not leading the Nittany Lions in carries or in total rushing yards. Singleton is a boom-or-bust running back. He represents Penn State's offense perfectly in that regard. Either big plays, highlight moments, or he's quiet and you don't notice him. A lot of that, of course, is on his offensive line. That's also his style as a playmaker, very similar to Travion Henderson and Donovan Edwards in that regard. He has 25 carries, 117 yards, 4 touchdowns, and averages 4.7 yards per carry. The reason why I'm looking at him and not Catron Allen is because he's fast, and once he gets in space, he's gone. Well, this Illinois defense is not quick. In fact, against Kansas, they looked rather slow. Kansas is a speedy team. They have some physicality, but they're not known for their size. Nicholas Singleton is a fast player, home run hitter type of running back. If he finds any hole or a whole side of the field is left open due to maybe Illinois pulling a full man blitz and Mike Yersuch uses misdirection, then Singleton can go for huge gains. And I expect 
I expect him to pull off one big run in this game. I know we haven't gotten to the predictions segment yet, but I expect him to pull off one long run. He's a great player, great running back. Penn State's offensive line is built for the outside run, not the interior run. And if you're Jerzon Newton, your duty is obviously to stop the run game, also rush Drew Aller and make him uncomfortable. I don't think that Illinois has the speed to catch Nicholas Singleton once he gets in space and once he accelerates. Last year, Singleton broke 1,000 rushing yards as a true freshman. He averaged nearly 7 yards per carry, and he had 12 rushing touchdowns. In two games already, Singleton is four, so I imagine he's going to get more than 12 rushing touchdowns, barring injury this season, and his longest run has been 14. His long run of 2022 was 87 yards in the Rose Bowl. I expect him to get his longest rush of the season, one certainly over 20 yards in this game, six foot, 224 pounds. Also, he has 19 receiving yards, and he returned kickoffs last year, one for a touchdown. So maybe he can redeem Penn State's special teams unit and take one to the house against Illinois. You never know. Singleton is an X-factor player. You just have to use him right, and you have to put him in correct positions and the offensive line, and the offense as a whole, especially with play calling, just has to be on point. Definitely, compared to Katron Allen, Singleton fits better against this type of defense. For Illinois, Jerzon Newton, defensive lineman, can play anywhere for Illinois' three-man front. They run a multiple 3-4 defense. Certainly their best defensive player, potentially the best defensive lineman in the nation. And that's a very high honor to give. Newton, on the year, has been very successful. Currently, he leads Illinois in sacks with two, and they only have three. Nine total tackles, two sacks. Last year, Jerzon Newton had a great season. First team All-Big Ten guy, five and a half sacks, three passes defended, 59 total tackles. Very impressive player, and over his career, he's amassed 12 and a half sacks, 141 total tackles, and one forced fumble that he got in the 2020 season in Lovey Smith's final season with the program. He's a great player. He's big. He has good technique. He nearly weighs 300 pounds, 6'2". He's a junior. Um, I think that he was eligible last season he was, yes, to go to the NFL, and he decided to return for one more year. In games like this is where Jerzon Newton is needed to play A-plus football. Penn State's offensive line, I'm something I'm curious to see is I imagine that him and Olu Fashanu are going to battle it out. I imagine that. I am very curious to see potentially the nation's number one defensive lineman go against the nation's number one offensive line prospect for the 2024 draft. Both of these players will probably go in the first round of the 2024 draft, potentially in the top half of day one. So that will be a very interesting battle to see for sure. Those are my players to watch. My prediction for this game is 27-17 Penn State. This is a total trap game spot. This is sandwiched in before taking Iowa next week. I know that Delaware and West Virginia aren't exactly top-tier competition, but you're looking 
at Iowa in the whiteout, a team who won in 2020. In 2021, there was trash talk between the fan bases after 2021, and the way that injuries played out, and Kirk Ferentz and James Franklin, and how that 2021 game ended really left a sting for Penn State. It derailed their entire 2021 season. And Penn State is going to be very focused on that game. I'm not saying that they're going to perform poorly here as a guarantee. I happen to think that it's likely they won't play their A-plus football, especially after watching Kansas just just beat. They beat Illinois to a pulp. However, Penn State will pull away in the fourth quarter, and they'll rush for close to 200, if not over 200 yards. This Illinois defense cannot stop the run to save their life. If they could, I would be tempted to pick this as an upset, like how I think Michigan State has a chance to upset Washington. However, Michigan State's defense actually looks like it has a pulse this year in stopping the run. Illinois has that potential, but I need to see it to believe it. James Franklin is good at getting these wins on the road in the West. That's something he's good at, along with winning in the postseason. And this team is so talented. They have a good quarterback play, good running back play. It would be one thing if Penn State was one-dimensional and they just looked good at quarterback or running back due to the passer run game being excellent, but that's not the case here. Penn State has a above average to good passing attack, and they have an elite run game at their best. And I don't think Illinois' defense is equipped to handle that and with their offense then beat Penn State. That's a very difficult task. Illinois' offense also is not spectacular. They're an average at best. If they play their cards right an above average team, more likely than not, Illinois is a below average Power 5 team or average Power 5 team this season. They will play their best football of the season so far, which means I think they're going to step it up on the defensive side of the ball. However, it won't be enough. They'll pound the rock. They'll run successfully. Altmeyer, I expect, will be able to scramble much like Garrett Green did. I think Illinois will chew clock, try and limit possessions as much as they can, which is part of the reason why I think they cover, despite the fact that I think Penn State will win by double digits. And likely, after the third and fourth quarter, this game will be viewed as a more dominant win for Penn State than the score has indicated. I think that that totally could be the case and is likely the case. Penn State's just the better team. They have the better staff. Really, the only thing going for Illinois outside of Jerzon Newton is the fact that they have the home field advantage and that for this game, Penn State, they have to play Iowa the following week. And they just played opponents who they were far superior than Penn State's, to a certain degree, possibly thinking, and this is just hypothetical, that this is just one more piece of meat to add onto a delicious sandwich, and you put it all together, put the toppings and the vegetables on, and we eat that and beef up the team and work all these things out before Iowa. They could be thinking of this game as a test run. That's somewhat of what I'm expecting, like a nice introduction to Big Ten Conference play. Even if they treat this game like that, or if they don't, there's an argument for either or, I think they come out with a win. I need to see Illinois win this game 
in order to believe that they can. Even though everyone's picking Penn State, I have a hard time seeing Illinois win. I don't have a hard time seeing them cover this game, though. And if they do win, it wouldn't be the biggest surprise in the world. But Penn State's a good football team. They're a great near-elite football team, actually. And they're top 10. Illinois, I considered putting them in the top 25 to begin the season, but I figured they lost way too much. And I think that that part of my brain was correct as opposed to the one that saw all the impressive players on the defensive line, the potential at offensive line, and also the experience at wide receiver. So Penn State 27, Illinois 17. Before we end this video, I want to give a shout out to my patrons, my All-American Spencer Bringhurst, and my All-Conference patrons, Will Loftus, Gabriel Callender, Roaming Gnome, and Matthew Sale. Thank you so much for supporting this community. I really appreciate just comments, likes, also support on Patreon, where depending on your tier, you do get picks, weekly picks against the spread, against the money line, and there's also new content that next week is going to come. Week four for me is a big week. It's when I get some more templates, some ideas that I've been prepping this week and at the end of last week will come forth, and you'll be excited to see more content weekly from what will be the start of conference play for every Power 5 conference from there on out. So thank you for the support. Make sure to check the link in the description and click it and check out my Patreon page and consider supporting. I always appreciate it, but you'll always get gobs of content on YouTube. I love it here. Thank you for watching. Like this video, comment your thoughts down below, and subscribe if you haven't already, and I'll see you guys around. Bye-bye.